Right, right, here it is. It's this one. This is the generator that powers the lights. If we knock that out, they won't be able to play tonight. And everyone will come to my show at the O2 instead. I'm not sure it works like that, Steve. What would you know, Ned? Genesis fans are a divided bunch. If I can prove that my show's better, then they'll come flocking to me instead. And what better way than to knock them out before they even start? It does seem odd that they'd have a show on the same night in the same city. Oh, that'll be Tony trying to prove he's better than me. I'll teach him a thing or two. I've been playing Genesis music for years since they retired. And to great acclaim. Yes, exactly. No, not yes. It's Genesis. Not what I meant. Anyway, enough of that. We don't have time. We need to disable this generator and get back across town sharpish. Rody? Hello? Just pull that wire out of there and take out the battery. Right-o. Now what? Better be sure. Pull this water over it as well. Okay. moi, he's dead. Whatever. Roadie's a ten a penny. Quick, let's get going before they come back. Greetings, stationeers, and welcome to this very special episode of the Revelation Station. Now, as you may know, Genesis are currently in the middle of their last domino tour and Gary and I were lucky enough to get to see them at their first Manchester gig on Friday, September the 24th, 2021. Now, I'm not going to say anything about the gig now because you can listen to the episode and find out what we thought, but I just wanted to let you know that we recorded this episode in a hotel room using just the voice recorder on my phone, so the quality is not as good good as I would expect it to be and it's not as good as our usual episodes so I just want to let you know that and apologise in advance for the poor sound quality. But don't let that put you off, please enjoy this episode and come back for more soon. Greetings Stationeers, Simon here. Gary here. And we are here in Manchester. Sunny Manchester. Yes, sunny Manchester. It always seems to be sunny in Manchester. Doesn't it though? Yeah. Lovely rainy morning this it, morning. It is. And this is the morning after we went to see Genesis last night at Ooh. the AO Arena. And we're just going to give you a few of our initial thoughts. Proceed no further if you don't want any spoilers because I can't guarantee we won't let something slip that you don't want to know. We'll try very hard not to. But in the meantime... You tell me. <laughs> spoilers. That's your spoiler break. And just in case anybody's wondering, this morning we're stopping in a hotel, and before any rumours start, we did have separate rooms. We did. Separate rooms, separate lives. Mm -hmm. That's what we've got. It is. But this morning we're together in one room, fully clothed, to do this podcast. Yes. Well, I'm fully clothed. I'm semi-clothed. Yeah. I'll let the the listeners decide which parts of my clothing is missing. (laughs) So, Gary. Yes, sir. What a great gig. Well, I have to say, when we drove down yesterday... You could barely hold the steering wheel. You were so supremely excited. <laughs> it was. We were wobbling about it all over like the road. It was like sitting in the car with a child <laughs> who spent the entire morning in a sherbet factory. <laughs> it, was, it was just so jittery. Yes. I must admit, I too was excited. And I'm I, really looking forward to the gig. Well, I was so excited. I drove around the same block four times. <laughs> yes, parking in, in Manchester. We had a lovely little sat-nav. Uh, 
supplied by the hotel, which uh, sort of said, go to this car park. And they must have done some road work since Google last mapped this place. And we went round and we arrived about an hour before we parked, didn't we? Yeah. Just going round and round the same block, both screaming, it's left here, it's right here, it says left. <laughs> yes. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was a heck of a lot of fun, yes. Um, but we finally got to the car park and then we finally got to the hotel. Yeah, I'd already had a stressful morning trying to get a COVID pass. You had? Because the uh, gig sent us a little um, email beforehand saying, you know, they may require proof of your COVID jabs so i've just been on holiday so i came back to get my covid pass and the covid pass uh, website wasn't really being helpful and then my doctor wasn't being helpful giving me my nhs number and i had an hour after returning from my holiday to simon picking me up at which point i was swearing a hell of a lot and running around the house and then we got to the gig and nobody asked yeah didn't even check so no. if you're at all worried about that they didn't even check out COVID passes no so. not once has anybody asked for it yeah I mean if you're thinking of sneaking into the gig to be honest they barely checked our tickets yeah that is, that is true <laughs> it's a, certainly didn't check that there were my tickets or not no no even though there were, there were proclamations around the place saying you cannot buy tickets and then sell them on mm. well nobody seemed to care where you got yeah. your ticket from exactly but anyway that's that's the that's logistics the of getting there that's the logistics of getting there once we got there it was an interesting start to the gig wasn't it because they were delayed. They were indeed, yes. Um, we were sat there for a while and uh, they said, oh, it starts at eight. And we sat there and eight came and went mm-hmm. and it was 20 past. And then this weird old dude came onto the stage. Yes, he? It, was a, it was a man in a black suit with a shock of shining white hair walked onto the stage, apologised, said they were having problems and that they'd be on as soon as possible, and then left again. And it was only when the band came on later that I realised it was Tony Banks. Yeah, we didn't realise, because we were sat way up in the bleachers. But then we sat there some more, Mm -hmm. didn't we, while we were expecting this. The funny thing was, as soon as you said we were having technical difficulties, about half of the audience immediately got up and ran for the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's like a mass exodus for the toilet. But then, yeah, so he came on about half past eight, and then he came back on about... Quarter two. Uh, quarter two. Yeah. To basically say they were having a generator fault. Yeah, the um, generator clapped out. So yeah. they were going to have to source a new generator. Mm. But they said it will be here in 15 minutes and we will be on stage at nine. Yeah, I mean, it's in the middle of Manchester, at, yeah, quarter to nine at night, where on earth do you get a generator from? Yeah, the generator in question was to run the lighting rig. Mm. Um, but yeah, where do you find... Like, because I mean, I assume they didn't go down speedy hire yeah. and get a little petrol power generator and a massive yeah. rig. Go down screw fix or something. Yeah, apparently they did find a large generator somewhere nearby. Yeah. But there you go. What a flipping egg. Manny? Manny! Steve, what is going on? I was about to come out and do some singings when it went all dark. I can't play if there are no lights. Or sound. Yeah, I know that, Ned. Where's Manny? Manny! Steve, Steve, I keep telling you my name isn't Manny. It's Trevor. I'm your manager. But that is not my name. Whatever. What's going on? The generator's gone. I was just coming to tell you about it. Gone? Well... How long till it's fixed? No, I mean, it's actually gone. It isn't there anymore. What? How can that be? Where did it go? Hang on. I'll check the CCTV footage. Right, fellows. Here it is. I knew Steve would have a generator we could use. But he's only got one. How will he play his gig? Details, details. Phil, you have to look out for yourself in this life. 
And that's what Tony's doing now. Well, he's very good at it. Thanks, Philip. Anyway, here we need to disconnect the power and then wheel it into the van. We'll only have a few seconds before somebody notices, especially if Steve is playing at the time. Although, I'm sure the audience will be pleased not to have to listen to his caterwauling. Honestly, I don't know what people see in guitars. Give me a good old-fashioned Hammond SK Pro 61 any day. Get on with it, Tony, before somebody comes. Yeah, Tony, we've got an audience waiting at the AR Arena. I know that, Phil. I was the one who had to tell them we were having issues. I genuinely feared for my life. They looked like they were going to storm the stage and render me limb from limb. Really? really? Well, maybe. Anyway, Rudy, Rudy, where are you? Here I am, Tony. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry. Here I am, sir. Better. Right. Pull that wire out of there and get ready to push. Yes, sir. Bloody hell. The road is dead. <sighs> Whatever. Road is a ten a penny. Quick. Let's get going before they find us. But who's going to push the generator now? It's very heavy. Hmm. Phil, grab that tow bar. What? I'm not well, you know. Stop trying to make this all about you, Phil. Now, pull that generator. But... Do as Tony says, Phil. It's for the good of the band. Oh, but... Oh, all right. <laughs> That's a boy. Ah, Mike, here's our taxi. See you at the AO, Phil. We get to move on. The crowd's waiting. Oh, flipping it. Bugger. What do we do now, Steve? Get some candles, Ned. We'll do an acoustic set. Anyway, they found this generator. Yep. They came on stage at about ten past nine, wasn't Yeah, it? just about ten past nine. So I half expected them to cut the set short, to be honest, because it was a long set. Yeah. Well, we had heard there was going to be a break halfway mm. through. Yeah, so perhaps there was supposed to be a break. But they didn't give one. Yeah. To be fair, it was well past everybody's bedtime at that point. <laughs> it was, yeah. There was um, some snoring going on behind me, <laughs> or it might have been from me. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Echoing that. So we're going to talk about the gig now. Yeah. So this is where the real spoilers come in. So prepare yourself. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Who are you? So the band came on to huge cheers and to Behind the Lines. Yeah, that was a major Which, impressive thing to start with. Oh, well, it's the same thing they opened the 2007 tour with, which kind of made me think, oh, here we go again, we're just going to get the same set as 2007. But that wasn't the case. But it was a great opening, just fantastic. And the thing that immediately struck me was how good Nick Collins was on drums. He was absolutely amazing. Mm. Certainly, you can tell his dad's trained him. Yeah. Phil Collins had a very, very... I mean, he's well known as, as a good drummer for mm. a reason, mm. because he had an ability to, to really bang those drums out, not just the power, mm. but the, 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 the actual work of the drums. Don't ask me to say anything technical here, because as far as I know, drums are covered with some sort of film and you mm. hit them with a stick. Yeah. That's the limit of my knowledge. But Phil Collins had a very distinctive style, mm. and his son seems to have really picked that up mm. amazingly, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I mean, I don't know much about Nick Collins's other band, Better Strangers, so I've not heard anything by them, no. but he can imitate his dad, and I suspect he he is that good that he can just imitate different styles and that made me think they chose behind the lines to open 
deliberately to showcase how good Nick was. Yeah, and he was really yeah. good. Just to put everybody's fears at rest, I think. The other thing to say about the, the lineup, you've already said mm. that it wasn't a, a rehash of the earlier yeah. uh, tour in 2007. For those fans out there who always moan on about Genesis, never give the fans exactly what they want. Us included. Yeah. Last night they did. Yeah, they did. It was a corking lineup of songs. It was. Went in to turn it on again straight from behind the lines, as it did in 2007. And I thought that was where I was initially a little bit trepidatious about Phil's voice. Because he didn't sound great on Turn It On Again. No. Um, And the backing singers were doing a lot of the heavy lifting on that one. But, give him his dues, the longer the gig went on, the better Phil got vocally. Yeah. Like he was warming up. I mean, we'll just talk about that here because Mm. it's one of the big talking points yeah. about this tour is yeah. how Phil's going to stand up. Mm. And I, I will admit, I was watching Phil quite closely on the monitors. Yeah. And I was watching him quite closely and there were some tracks that he was... It did look like an old man trying to sing Genesis. It did. It um, did. He was not slurring, but there were a couple of songs where he was had seemed to... Have, it might have been his singing style, I mm. don't know, but he seemed to be having... Difficulty keeping up with the yes. music. Yeah, he was behind the music. Um, but that is literally three tracks out of the whole mm. gig where I spotted stuff like that. Yeah. Some of the rest of the tracks, Fading Light, for example, oh, he could brilliant. not have performed that any better 20 years ago. Mm. It was absolutely it's stunning. Absolutely spot on. And yeah. the rest of the tracks, I mean, you couldn't fault him. Yeah. You, the, the backing singers, they were there basically to picking some of the higher harmonics yeah. and stuff. The more, and and the, some of the more powerful parts. Yeah. But that didn't detract from Phil's singing. Phil was brilliant, yeah. as were Tony and Mike. Yeah. I mean, the sound was incredible. It was. It didn't sound like they hadn't been rehearsing for, for 40 years. They yeah. just sounded amazing. But Phil, once he got, as, as Simon said, once he got over that initial warm-up, which was about two songs, really, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was fine after that. Yeah, I mean, does he sound as good as he did 14 years ago? No, he doesn't. But he was retired for 10 years and he's had a lot of health issues recently. Yeah. So you wouldn't expect him to. Did he sound like Phil Collins? Absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. I said there were some tracks he sounded as good as ever. Yeah. There was only a few tracks where... And it wasn't it wasn't like he couldn't reach the high notes mm. or the powerful notes. Because sometimes when he was singing them, like on Mama, mm. he really hit those notes. Yeah. And he really had the power in there that he had in the day. Mm. So it, it just seemed to be hit and miss as to, as to which tracks he seemed to have yeah. difficulty with. We said earlier that uh, sometimes it was the tracks that were fast-paced that he had trouble mm. keeping up with. But then other tracks that he did later on, like Land of Confusion and that, which are fast-paced, he had no problem keeping yeah. up with those. So yeah. it was very hit and miss as to as to whether he was on completely brilliant form. Yes. And but overall, I cannot fault it. No, no. Yeah. It's a stunning show. And just talking about Mama, of course... The creepy old man bit really oh, works now that he's now that he actual, looks old. <laughs> he looks like a creepy he old man. He sort of leaned into the camera to do the ah, ah, and wow, that was yeah, so creepy. It was much creepier than the original version. Yeah, because he now looks like an old creepy old dude. <laughs> so I'm wondering if fading lights was supposed to be where they took the break because that seems to that would make perfect, that would have made perfect break. We yeah. were saying beforehand that we hoped they ended the gig with fading lights, yeah. and the fact that it was just plonked in the middle of the set. Yeah. I think that was probably supposed yeah, to be the that would have been a place to put it, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, having said that, 
they carried on to the next track, yeah. and it did. You didn't mind. No. Um, it wasn't. It didn't feel jarring. No. The next track. No. So. But it did have all the hallmarks of this is where the second set is supposed to start. Yeah, there were, so. there were a couple of missteps. I thought yeah. last night. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not really missteps. They did. Um, so they, they got rid of most of the band, and then they had this sort of. Wasn't exactly acoustic, but it was kind of like a mini band where they had drums and a guitar and the keyboards, but it was just just slightly more than the original three lineup. And uh, they did almost acoustic versions of a couple of songs in there, like Lamb mm-hmm. and uh, Follow You, Follow Me. I thought Follow You, Follow Me worked really well like that. Mm. Lamb, it took me a while to realize that was what they were actually playing. Yeah, because it was very different. It wasn't was it? very different. Yeah. Um, it was more countryfied, I thought. Kind of, mm. kind of, yeah. Uh, but it, it did work, and it, it wasn't a disappointment. Mm. Um, but Follow You, Follow Me worked really well. Yeah. Um, but and it is a complete, it was a completely like almost remix of that mm. song for, for this small amount of instruments. And it worked really well. It was like a slightly slowed down version of it. Loved it. Loved it. Mm. Not so much the lamb, though. No, I didn't mind the lamb. No, I didn't mind it. I can see why they did that like that because that is one of those songs that I think Phil might have struggled with if they'd have done it in its original arrangement. Probably, yeah. Um, but I. I, I that little mini acoustic, almost acoustic set in the middle, I thought was quite a nice little change of pace because they they, brought, they didn't use any of the fancy lights or the screens, did they? For those songs, they just they didn't lit the band at the front of the stage and did those songs. On that topic, what did you think of the lighting and the the backstage oh. um, animation performances? And that, stuff? that lighting rig was incredible. The things they could do that lighting rig, when it was coming down and going up and yeah. spinning round. We've and, seen that quite a lot with mm. games. A lot of bands are using yeah. mobile lighting rigs now. Yeah. Um, in fact, I remember going to see Saxon in, I think it was 82, mm. and they had the big eagle at the back of the stage, which lit up, and that used to drop down yeah. into a vertical position. Mm. So they had to have the big little yeah. eagle at the back. And uh, admittedly, they've come on a bit since then. <laughs> I have. Because uh, this was fully mobile, yeah. this lighting rig. Yeah, it was all over the place. But it, it was interesting that because they're not playing huge football stadiums like they did on the... How many was at Manchester? Well, fact fans, the AO Arena in Manchester is the biggest indoor arena in the UK, holds 21,000 people. It's the second biggest in Europe. And Simon knows because he counted every single chair while we were waiting. I went round and counted every single one. Um, And we thought it was going to be quite empty, didn't we, at the start? And it filled up. There were blocks that seemed to be empty. We we were saying... Were these people who had cancelled? Because mm. it was blocks, wasn't yeah. it? It wasn't individual chairs. Yeah, I mean, it looked when we at, first, at about eight o'clock, it looked like it was about, I'd say, probably eighty percent capacity. Yeah. By the time the band came on, it was probably ninety-five percent capacity. Yeah, there were still gaps. There were, but it was it, to say it wasn't individuals who hadn't turned up. Mm. It seemed to be like a like row of rows. four or five seats. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was whole. So we we were just speculating whether people had bought these things wholesale and not not mm. managed to sell them rather than people cancelling because yeah. it, it was large sections, wasn't yeah, it? All, it was all together. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Once once the band actually came on, eventually it filled up. It filled up amazingly. Yeah. Everybody ran back from the toilets and buying t shirts. <laughs> yes. Whatnot. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It was. It was. They were well served last night. Yeah. Weren't they? But. Well, was, the point I was going to make was the fact that, that they're not playing big football stadiums on this tour. They're playing arenas like that. The huge, huge stage set they had in 2007, even if they were playing football stages, would not have been appropriate for the way that Phil is now because Phil was all over that, that stage in 2007, yeah. up and down on gantries and things. So they've clearly decided to go for small arenas, small arenas, but arenas yeah, rather yeah. than stadiums 
purely so they can do this huge light show. And honestly, we were so far back that everybody was a little speck on the stage. Yeah. But because of the huge screens, because of the lights, it was still entertaining. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I had to keep drawing myself away from the screens to look at the band on I stage. Know. I know, I did the same thing, yeah. But that's what it is, that's where your ticket is. Unless yeah. you're paying through the nose to get tickets right down the front, that's what the view you get in that sort of Speaking venue. of the what was going on the back of the screen, mm. I mean, we had um, a few... Uh, mostly, it was mostly montages of the band yeah. up there, wasn't it? But yeah. there were a few uh, introductions to to songs. Yes, Land of Confusion. Yeah, that was a really good one. That was a really good one. They added new uh, footage to that one to reflect the current times. Mm. Uh, that worked quite well. I yeah. feel like the toilet paper <laughs> yeah. dancing toilet all, all, all over. Yeah, yeah, that was that was very prescient. And I, I love the video they had towards the end, where it had all the cassettes of all the Genesis albums. Well, not all the Genesis albums had cassettes of Genesis albums, and they kept. Flipping up and down, and, yeah. and being replaced with pictures of the band. So you've got pictures of Peter in a mask, yeah. and Steve playing guitar, as well as Phil and Tony. Mike with huge amounts of beard. Exactly. And one person that was missing though. Yeah. Ray. There was no Ray on there. There wasn't. Was and there? calling all stations wasn't one, one of the tapes. No, that was one of the things that I was I was almost disappointed with last mm. night was the fact that there was nothing from calling all stations. Mm. Considering they played quite a lot, mm. like No Sudden of Mine, etc., etc., from the yeah. later stuff that they did, yeah. um, there was nothing at all from Calling All yeah. Stations. I wasn't expecting anything anyway, but it would have been nice if in one of the medleys they yeah. just put a little instrumental bit of yeah. one of the songs. Maybe, yeah. maybe Calling All Stations itself would have been, you know, just added into. Because we had, there was a really nice mix. It wasn't all mm. new stuff, there no. was some really early stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, Firth of Fifth, Cinema Fifth. Show was yeah. in there. Yeah. And, Nick's drumming again on the cinema show. Awesome. Oh, Absolutely awesome. Oh, oh, it was I, amazing. I, and he's a very handsome dude, isn't he? He's very good looking. Well, he was on stage quite a lot. I mm. assume Phil had a lot of saying, keep, keep the camera on my boy. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, but, but yeah, he really can bang him out. And mm. he was banging out some really good <sighs> tunes later on. So Because we had some, some of the really powerful mm. Genesis stuff from later on. Yeah. And um, he was really banging him out for that. Yeah. Yeah, and nice to hear um, in the I Know What I Like section of the medley, yeah. they did a little tiny bit of stagnation from Trespass, which they always used to do. Yeah, um, I know we weren't big fans of stagnation Not really. when it came around, but I, I like to hear that little bit mm. when they play in the, uh, the I Know What I Like medley. Yeah, one of, the, one of the tracks that they played later on, which I know there was a big fan with almost everybody bar me in the audience, of mm. course, was Domino, mm. which you were getting weepy at and, and just lighting a little lighter yeah. and uh, just basically going all mushy. Yeah. And I was looking at him and going, it's a terrible track. Why are you getting excited about this? <laughs> Domino's great. And, of course, they played Duchess as well, which they've they not played did. for 40 years. I know, and it sounded amazing. It I was sound so, really good. so excited because that is yeah. one of my favourite all-time tracks, as you know. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I was so so happy when they played that. Yeah, yes, really, really good. Yeah. And then they finished with a beautiful version of Carpet Crawlers. They did. Which brought a tear to my eye. It, it, there were several people in the audience you could see were wiping their faces. Yeah. It was it was really well done. It was. And uh, again, Phil's voice was magnificent. Though. Yeah, absolutely stunningly good. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was a brilliant gig. Yeah. If you are out there you've got any misgivings about going to see the band, thinking that maybe they're not as good as they used to be. Forget it. Put them away. Phil's not running around the stage. He's not. 
He wasn't completely immobile. He wasn't completely mobile, but he's not running around the stage. He's not jumping up and down and doing silly dances. But he's got still got a stage presence. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. And, and he was still joking and laughing exactly, and entertaining yeah. and interacting with the audience. Yeah, exactly. He got his tambourine out for... He did for I know his what I tambourine like. out. Yeah. He had a little play with his tambourine, yeah. which had everybody laughing. Yeah. Doing his audience participation to Domino and Home by the Sea. Yeah, yeah. Um, Home by the Sea was amazing. Yeah, that fantastic. Was, I think that and Mama were my favourite tracks from last night. Really? They were just so well done. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you what my favourite tracks were from last night because they were. I was staring wide-eyed in, with a huge grin on my face the whole way yeah. through. I think Carpet Crawlers are just... It was magical. It was magical. It was. Carpet Crawlers. Um, I think Duchess was really good as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like Duchess. But say, as I said, I mm. liked Home by the Sea. The mm. best thing about that was they went straight into Second Home by the Sea. Yeah. And Phil's lad belted that one. It did. It was such a powerful track, and they didn't miss a beat. Yeah, it was just brilliant. Musically, fantastic. I mean, Phil forgot the words a few times <laughs> on one track. He, he actually did forget the words. Well, on a few a few occasions, he forgot the words. Oh, I did. I only noticed the one. Um, there were a few occasions where it was obvious he'd forgotten the words, and a few occasions where he'd forgotten the words, but the backing singers kind of covered it. Yeah, um, because they were singing along as well. But Peter Gabriel forgets the words all the time. He yeah. always has done. So I mean, that's the thing. Let's come on to that while you're talking about mm. the back, backing singers. Mm. They weren't intrusive, were they? No, not at all. Not at all. They were, like I say, they were supporting Phil. Yeah. When it was obviously couldn't hit the power or the high notes, That's they took over seamlessly. Yeah, they did. So, yeah. Yeah, and they were just there to add some uh, powerful backing uh, vocals on some of the tracks where mm. he overlapped his own yeah. voice yeah. to get a, a more powerful backdrop. Yeah. So, so it was not at all intrusive. Yeah, that, you didn't feel like he was accompanying the backers. No. They very much were yeah. Yeah. just at the back. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, the, the, uh, turn it on again at the start was like that, wasn't it? Because where he goes, I, I, yeah. I. He'd do I and they'd do the I. The other eyes, yeah. yeah. So, so it, it, yeah, that's how In no work. way did you think they were heavily supporting Phil. No. They were literally just in the background to add harmonics. Yeah, yeah. And to, and to hit some of the high notes. Yeah, you'd hardly... If, if for some reason they put them behind a black curtain and didn't tell you they were there, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't have noticed there. they were there. No, no. Because um, they blended in seamlessly. So, yeah, props to those guys. They yeah, were definitely. They were really good. They were really good. And then Daryl, of course, is back for the first time since yeah. 2007 as well. great job. Had some great guitar solos. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I'm still not convinced he's about his guitar solo on Firth of Fifth. I think he can go a little bit shreddy on that. Yeah. I prefer Steve's version, but that was a great guitar player. Yeah, he is yeah, a great guitar he's player. really good. And then kudos to them. They put him right at the front of the mm. stage, didn't they? They, they did. didn't have him sat at the back. In yeah. fact, everybody kind of had that sort of moment at the front of the stage, kind of, yeah, didn't well, they? Because I mean, there was nobody sat at the back apart from the drummer. If you think about the stage setup, yeah. Daryl had the same stage presence as yeah, Tony. They were kind of equal billing, weren't they? Because they were across. opposite yeah. each other on the stage on a little raised platform. Yeah. Same distance away from Phil yeah. and then Mike and Phil were in the, in the middle of the stage and Mike was walking around a little bit yeah. so it was, only, it was only the backing singers and the drummer who were at the rear but mm. they were given more than enough screen time yeah. at the back yeah. so they, they had they were literally as, as much a part of the band I thought that was yeah. that was great to, to be yeah. so inclusive on your final tour yeah exactly but we're assuming yeah. it definitely is the final tour I thought, thought it was really nice as well that um, when Phil introduced the band you know Nick got a huge cheer oh yeah yeah massive cheer but then Mike says and Phil Collins and brought the house down absolutely I mean the, the whole the whole lot of them got mm. a good round of applause yeah 
But Phil's yeah. his round of applause went on for about ten minutes. Yeah. People were just going mental. Yeah. The love for Phil on that in that yeah. room was just amazing. And yeah, you all you haters, you you're gonna you're gonna stay hating. Yeah. No, nothing that we say is gonna convince you otherwise. But the thing is, you're, you're, you're missing out. You have to kind of understand the haters in a way because even the the band when they've done interviews, Phil's been the first to say he's not as yeah. strong as he is and he's frail. And he has gone on about his frailty mm. quite a lot. Yeah, and that has been picked up in the media. Yeah, but. Don't listen to them. I mean, no. Phil's not lying because <laughs> he is very frail. Yeah. I mean, there was we were just looking at each other towards the the end, and um, the band went off, yeah. as yes. as bands usually do, waiting yeah. for the encore. And we thought they're not going to make him walk off and on again, surely. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. And bless his little socks, he managed it. Yeah, but um, he he is very frail, but that hasn't affected his voice much, yeah, not at all, or his ability to to get a crowd going. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I felt sorry for him having to struggle <laughs> off and then struggle back on. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think perhaps they could have done with a wheelchair at that point because <laughs> quite he probably. really is quite quite frail. Yeah, um, But as I say, that is not a, a affecting his performance or his charisma on stage. No, not at all. So, all in all, thoroughly enjoyable. Absolutely blew me away. If you are seeing the band in the, on the tour, you will not be disappointed. Absolutely amazing. If they release a video of this tour, I reckon, and you haven't been able to get them, I recommend getting the yeah. video because we we were blown away by the gig. The, yeah, the lineup of songs was amazing. It was. The band themselves were amazing. Yeah. Tony Banks even smiled at one point. Almost smiled. It was more sort of a farty grimace, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 And Mike Rutherford looked almost interested at one point. He did. Um, so we were quite shocked that I mean it's last tour or one smiles one looks almost interested that's pretty good going yeah I mean I was thinking it's the last tour not, that's it we, we pretty much know that's it even if they do extend the tour next year yeah, which it's isn't guaranteed not it's not going to be a new tour and that's it but I was thinking watching the band actually if they wanted to record a new album with that lineup, yeah, that would work yeah, I mean, with the backing singers and with Daryl and Nick and drums. <laughs> with what you can do with acoustics now in studio, you, yeah. know, you know, getting the, the tone and right and all that. Yeah. Phil would sound just as good now. Yeah. Because it was only the high notes where he was stumbling a bit. Yeah. And with, a, you know, a bit of studio magic. And yeah. before people start going, oh, you can't do that, it's not real. Yeah. Almost everybody you hear on an album now has yeah. been acoustically altered. And live albums as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell like, some, you, of the, some of the big stars at the moment, yeah. when you see them live, yeah. and they're can, appallingly bad singers. Just for example, you can tell I've been acoustically altered today because my voice is much <laughs> huskier than normal. Yes, because you feel quite a squeaky guy. That's right. Yeah. But we always have to tone it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I always sound fabulous, as always. Of course. Yeah. Simon <laughs> doesn't have to do anything to my voice. He uh, just has to cut out the idiot things I say. <laughs> or indeed the clever things I say. Hmm. So you make me sound... Or everything. Gener- generically moronic. Yeah. Rather than absolutely moronic or quite clever. Yeah. You cut me down to generically moronic. It's a talent. It is a talent, yes. <laughs> but yeah. Brilliant. Don't listen to the haters. No. Um, you will enjoy the gig. If you spend the money out to go and see it, you'll enjoy it. So if you're yeah. on the fence about it, do it because you're not going to get another chance. No, and, and there's nothing I saw last night that made me think, ah, oh, this isn't as good as I was thinking it was going to be. No. In fact, it was better than I mm. thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like I say, the lineup of songs, yeah. it's what fans have been waiting for yeah. for decades to get that lineup right. Yeah, yeah. it was a good big, mix. Big thumbs up from me. It was a good mix. There, were, there weren't many surprises, surprises. But there were a couple, yeah. um, which were nice, like Duchess, Duchess. Yeah, yeah, which I wasn't expecting. Oh, one word of advice, though. If you go to the merch store, there's a white T-shirt that has the set list on the back. 
Do, do not, not look, look at that. that. Yes. And it's also in the program. Yes. Do not look at those before going in. Yeah. So yeah. You, you'll be yeah. You'll you'll be better for it. You'll know it. You'll know it. <laughs> it's the standard tour T-shirt. One's a black one. One's a white one. Yeah. Don't look at the back. It's got the lineup of songs. Yeah. The black one's just got the tour dates on it. Because I had to physically knock Simon out <laughs> so that he wouldn't look up at that point. He's <laughs> going, oh, what's on the back of that T-shirt? Don't look, Simon. Don't look. <laughs> yeah. That's my one word of advice. But anyway, this has been our thoughts on the show. Yeah. Why don't you let us know? what your thoughts are when you've seen the gigs at revelationstationpodcast at gmail.com and join us on Facebook if you so choose. Yes, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll be back very shortly with a brand new episode. Yes. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the gigs if you see them. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Revelation Station podcast from the Revelation Station. Produced, directed and written by Simon Heldrick and Gary Starr. You can find us on Facebook at the Revelation Station Podcast. You can email us at revelationstationpodcast at gmail.com or if you've enjoyed this podcast and want to donate, you can go to buymeacoffee.com donate the price of a coffee to the Revelation Station. This has been a Revelation Station production. Because he was up there with his with his beard, and which is kind his of beard. He, he had a beard on. He's got a beard. He hasn't got a beard. Who was that then?